This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Twenty twenty three Super Bowl is over. The Chiefs won again, yet again. The Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. But all that really means for us is twenty twenty four fantasy football time and twenty twenty four best ball time. We have huge contests, underdog, drafters, FFPC. Hopefully, soon to be DraftKings tournaments to draft already out there in the best ball landscape, and we're going to get into that tonight. A little bit of Super Bowl recap and figuring out who. We need to be drafting in our 2024 drafts already now that 2023 is over. Let's do it. I love this comment from Vadim. Perfect intro to a uh, fantasy football draft stream on what is today? February 12th. <laughs> on February 12th, the day after the Super Bowl. Wake up, sickos. It's 2024 season because that is what it feels like. It did feel like we drafted some teams before uh, the Super Bowl in that little lead up period, you know, a couple week lead up period to yesterday's game, which was awesome. We'll talk a little bit about it here in a second. But it feels like now that that's over, it's like really like this. I had the realization today that fantasy football in in particular driven by best ball has really become year round. Like I had that realization today, like this morning of being like, okay, now it really feels like I need to draft a team. (laughs) Like, like it felt like it before, but now I'm like, I like got the itch to like today to like, I'm then my wife's like, Oh, thank God we get to do 2024 drafts now. I'm like, at least you don't have to deal with me, <laughs> deal with me watching. You know, I don't have, I'm not going to watch the games on Sunday. So at least our Sundays have freed up. Maybe your Monday nights <laughs> haven't freed up, but Sundays have freed up. It feel, It's crazy. Today was just, I had the weird, like weird emotions, but I think it was all like stemming from, man, this is, this is crazy. Like even someone like me and you who are so invested in this and obviously building a whole company around it. It's still hard to fathom, like the day after the Super Bowl, we're like, yep, time to draft 2024 teams. Yeah, I, like I said, I think the last show or the one before, just drop the 2025 co- contest, you <laughs> cowards. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's get into the 2025. So Let's get some more creative player rookie names that, <laughs> you know, Chester McConk- McConkley or whoever the hell is out there. Let's just throw some of those. It's just it's gonna be like um NCAA football at Madden where they just run out of names they generate it's like just number 85. Like just draft number 85. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um 
So many good reference. So first of all, a shout out to our good friends at DraftKings. They sent me a PS5. Uh, I've been I've been holding off on. Uh, get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I bought Madden. So this is the first time I played Madden in a, in a, a couple of years. And I felt that I felt a little bit of that. Like you said, the, ra- the random player name over over the course of the weekend, who is also feeling the random player name is like I said, Shuby is 72 <laughs> drafts. 72 drafts into 2024 already, which is wildly impressive. And clearly he's in the right place. <laughs> that we're 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 doing this year round uh devin out here 27 i mean you got me 27 27 is good that's that's impressive um i have 23 and we'll we'll talk through some of this but i I have 23 underdog drafts done which i thought was like kind of aggressive but i wanted to i I was aggressive too (laughs) i specifically wanted to max the little board right which was the underdog three dollar tournament 20 you know can only draft 20 teams um in there but i wanted to like no guardrails, no worrying about exposures, no nothing, no like not really. Th- I, like my whole plan was I'm not going to think that much about the little board. I'm just going to let's rip these 20, see how they look, see how my exposures look, because then I do want to I actually do want to take the big board a little bit more serious. Like I've kind of just used it as fun spring <laughs> and late winter, spring you know, mess around time uh, the last couple of years. I really want to take it a little more serious because I mean, there's two hundred thousand dollars to first place, um, and I feel like we have a we have a pretty substantial edge in this in this big board tournament. So I'm going to take it a little more serious. But I wanted to use the little board as like a a springboard, no pun intended, to to the big board. And then I drafted my first drafters team today, which they launched a really nice um, early tournament as well. So we're going to be getting into. All this different stuff, but I do feel like this. Um, and then I want to talk just super quickly about the Super Bowl. Uh, but Jose says this is the best time of year, the best ball. It is funny because you know, even when we started Spike Week, we never would have said, uh, the day after the Super Bowl is the best time of year for best ball because it was kind of a dead period, and now there are no, there are no dead periods in best ball. But I do think, like, if you're watching this show or you're listening to this after the fact or or you just happen to stumble across us, welcome. Of course, if you can hit like and subscribe, that would be that would be phenomenal. We would appreciate it. But if you're like as big of a sicko as we are here, I do think this is you you could argue this is the best time of the year. Like if you're dedicated, you're putting the time in, maybe you purchased our almanac, uh, you use one of our partner sites, whatever, you're grinding your own rankings. You have such an edge over the casual person who we talked about this on our first draft stream. Even the people really ingrained in this, like us, are figuring out like who are the free agents, <laughs> which teams like need a running back, which teams need a second wide receiver, who could be franchise tagged, what are the impacts of the new coaches, who are these rookies, who is Lad McConkey? Is that actually a real person or is that a creative player name from Madden? Because it sure as shit doesn't sound like a real. <laughs> Lad McConkey doesn't sound. Every day I pull up the rookie rankings. That, uh, that I freaking built and Jerry Rice's son is on there. Marvin Harrison's son is on there. I'm like, is this real? Like this was like when I was 12, when I came up with fake, you know, names, it was like, I'm just going to somebody's son, right? Somebody and Penny Hardaway's son or whatever. It's like, no, they're real players. They're actually entering the NFL. Like it is that kind of shock at this time of the year. But if you're in tune and you're really locked in, I do think you have a big edge. And so that's what we're here. That's what we're here to do. Hopefully we can give you some of that big edge um, 
But uh, before we dive into some of that, and then, of course, the whole goal that we're going to do here is to draft. You are kind of a quasi-Chiefs fan. I don't even know what to call you as in terms of a Chiefs fan. You draft a lot of Chiefs in best ball. Was that really, you know, did, did you enjoy the Super Bowl win um, yesterday? Or was it just like a, you know, just a casual experience? How was, how was the game yesterday uh, for you? And anybody in the chat, if you have strong feelings, please, please post them too. I root for greatness most of the time. I actually was thinking about this today. And I root for greatness at this stage in my life. It was much different 10 years ago when I was still like a pretty diehard Patriots fan. And you, you you never lose all of that, right? Like you never lose the fandom. And I think I've talked about this before. There's still teams that I hate more than the teams that I like. So like there's certain, I can never root for the Cowboys to win a Super Bowl, right? I can never root for the Jets to win a Super Bowl, but I can root for greatness and respect greatness. And that's why like, I like Patrick Mahomes. We're, we're witnessing someone do something special in his sport whether you like it or not and i can see both sides of this i'm i'm still a celtics fan right and i grew up i hated kobe but i always respected how can you like a laker you can't if you're a celtics fan yeah it's true so i grew up despising kobe and but there's always a respect there and now that i'm older i realize that i you know, it was greatness. So I'm privileged to have watched Kobe play, right? I was privileged to be able to watch Jordan play. I, you know, missed some of these other things. Being able to watch the greats play and know that you're watching it, learning that you're in the moment, just understanding you're in the moment of watching Mahomes do something that's special. I still think Brady's the best of all time, but Mahomes has 10 more years. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, like like we don't need to have this conversation right now. We can just sit back and enjoy what he's doing as a player. Dude, I know the team wasn't like the worst team he's ever had as an overall team, but look at what he won with yesterday <laughs> at the wide receiver position. He threw touchdown passes to MBS and Nicole Hardman <laughs> yesterday. Nicole Hardman That's wasn't who even on he, the team, and he caught the game-winning touchdown. In the they Super had Bowl. to trade for McCole Hardman to upgrade Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony. That's the <laughs> state that this team was in. And yet they still go out there and they get it done. You're witnessing greatness. It was fun to watch him win. I, you know, that's what I rooted for. It was fun. Here's what I'll say about the Super Bowl. It was fun to go out with an MVS touchdown and not have to do the MVS thing anymore. Uh, that was it. Yesterday was the last day. The get his ass <laughs> off the Chiefs so we never have to talk about him again. And it was awesome. I made money on him. Same. I lost. I lost money on Christian McCaffrey yesterday in the Super Bowl, and I made money on Marquez Valdez Scantling. So like. Uh, that's a win for me. Like that was it. That was that was phenomenal. My little niece. Um, became a Chiefs fan because of the whole Taylor Swift thing. She's rocking a Travis Kelsey jersey yesterday at the family uh, football. And, like, she doesn't care. She's playing with her toys and stuff during the game. But then she just look up and she go, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, you know, like loving it. It was it was it was it was a ton of fun. I have to sh I have to share this. I didn't know that this tweet existed. So anybody um, that has already seen this, I totally apologize. This is. <laughs> Gold. So Troy Aikman, obviously former Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback and announcer for Fox, I think, right? Uh, for the, at the NFL, posted in 2019, the Athletic had posted that Patrick Mahomes has thrown 30 
what does that say? 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in only 8% of the games. Obviously, you know, the game has changed. So that's like a lot, a lot of quarterbacks are going to do that. So Troy came back with a little dunk, which was fun, which is like kind of funny, probably in the moment. In case you missed it, talk to me when he <laughs> when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Well, Troy, um, he he's gonna maybe win the most Super Bowls of, of all time, I think. Uh old Patrick Mahomes, and we won another one and went back to back yesterday. Well, let's let's pump the brakes there. It's gonna be hard to catch Brady with seven. I like, know, but he, <laughs> uh, Jesus man, it's he, Mahomes is well on his way. And what is- I, so what, what, what I wanted to kind of segue into there is also a little smidge of like fantasy football related, whatever. The Chiefs were such a flawed team this year. But when you have a foundation of Patrick Mahomes and, and you know, I'll talk, you, you toss, right? Chris Jones in there and Travis Kelsey in there and Andy Reid in there, right? Um, and and yeah. so the offensive line was good. You have... The, the structure of something that is phenomenal. And that's what they had this year, but they didn't have, they had many flaws, the wide receivers, the wide receivers being the clearly the most, right? I mean, the, it, Rushy Rice is a good young player, like a very good young player. He's not the same Justin Jefferson, <laughs> the same rookie year, Justin Jefferson. It's not, this is not one of those kind of, you know, Jamar chase, whatever CD, even CD lamb, or it's nothing that special. He's a very good player. But and even Travis Kelsey, right? We saw yesterday is not the Travis Kelsey of old. It was a great playoff run, um, which has really put my brain in a pretzel for twenty. I wish he wouldn't have done that. I wish he just would have done the like fourteen points per game every week, and I'd be like, okay, it's fine. I don't have to draft him in twenty twenty four. But we have to talk about him now. But nonetheless, when you have Patrick Mahomes, you kind of have this foundation. It really is super cheesy uh, segue into best ball, like exactly how we should think about our our fantasy football teams is like dude you don't have to be perfect everywhere quite frankly the 49ers were much more perfect everywhere across the the roster the franchise the coaching the the analytics right i bet the 49ers i am that idiot that was following the spreadsheets yes i know i know we don't have to get into it please god i know i, I talked about it on the it's radio for two hours. i was just, on fucking serious i was on serious xm telling people that the 49ers there's enough people that know i'm an idiot okay just, we don't just have to fix me next time we don't I have to rehash it. i did give them the mvs i, I did give them the mvs uh, bets okay so not everything not everything was terrible also gave them Jarek mckinnon you know we gave him some wins but point being when, when when you hit on patrick mahomes on a real life nfl football team it's like i i don't mean nothing else matters but like kind of not it's like kind of nothing else matters you just have to like totally not screw everything else up and you can create a team that can win the super bowl two two years in a row with a really flawed roster that's how I feel about this game of best ball is like people set out to be perfect about everything. People set out to be the 49ers. People set out to build this. Oh my God. When I put this on the spreadsheet, it's fucking perfect. Like it's absolutely perfect, but we know that football and certainly a season of fantasy football is not perfect. It's, it's, it's chaos and it's littered with injuries and things we didn't expect and all that kind of stuff. And so you get to the end of the day, it's like find the handful of things, one, two, three, four things that like you just needed, right? We, we joke about the guy you need or whatever, but like find Kyron or Puka 
or whatever, right? Give you, and I don't mean find them like become the best player take bro, but I just mean draft from a strategic perspective in the way that gives you the best chance to find those guys. And once you do just like try to minimize screwing it up, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like minimize screwing it up around them. And that's kind of what the chiefs did. They just said, look, we know, do you, you don't think Andy Reid knows MVS sucks. You don't think Andy Reid knows Justin Watson sucks. It's it's just like they're going to make less mistakes than Kadarius Tony. <laughs> they're going to like it's just true, right? And, and and that Isaiah Pacheco is not a superstar. Like he's fine. But they're just like be in the right place, do the things we need and let that Hall of Famer that's back there win us the game. Like cuz he's going to take us to the promised land. All you guys just need to do your little piece. And don't screw it up. And there is like a lesson in that, like in, in gambling and everything else. But just like when you got that, right? When you hit Kyron, don't when when your strategy leads you to find Kyron more often than the other people do, to find Puka more often, to find, you know, if we I overuse the Kyron one, people get upset about it. To find Josh Jacobs from a couple of years ago, to find Cooper Cup from a couple of years ago. When your process is good to let you land on those players, now. Like, don't draft four fucking tight ends and fuck it up when you when you do that, right? Don't draft you know, when you drafted Lamar Jackson. Don't draft three quarterbacks now when you did that. Like, because you hit, you did what you needed to do, but you screwed it up thereafter, right? And I think a lot of NFL teams do that, and I think a lot of uh, fantasy football drafters do that as well. And so I found myself. I'm always a weirdo drawing fantasy things from, from real life stuff. But it was just like, it just like kind of struck me that it was just like, we know this, like we have Patrick Mahomes and like nothing else matters. But today I just found that where I was like, I, I, I can't believe they won the last three games. Nonetheless, not even just yesterday. I can't believe they won those games, but you're just like, they got that dude. They got that one dude. And like, that's all that matters. Yeah. And I think a, a good way to, the point this direction that you're going with with like the 49ers especially how like they were built to be like the quote-unquote perfect team type of deal is they are that roster's insane yes but, insane. but like from a best ball perspective at the end of the season i think most of us do this maybe not everybody but i think the majority of us we look through and we kind of star a couple teams that were like these teams are perfect this is these are the teams i want to watch this year and what happens by <laughs> playoff time, right? Those teams didn't make it through. And then what are you doing? Now you're scrambling to the 26, 27, 28 teams that made it through. And you're like, of these 28 teams, this is the team. This, this is the team. And then that team doesn't make it through round one. And you're just like, so to your <laughs> point, it's like, yes, you are you have teams that look like they are the, the end-all be-all. They should crush, right? Before and then the game has to be played, and that's the same with the Chiefs. It's like, yeah, you can build these rosters and everything. You still got to play the game. You still had to play the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid, with Travis Kelsey, with Patrick Mahomes, with a good defense, and you were inferior in a lot of respects in that game. You, I mean, it was a close game, but that that's just like best ball, where you're just you're sitting there trying to build these perfect teams and you shouldn't not be trying to build a perfect team. That's not what we're saying. Right. You should be trying to build perfectly to your structure though. You should, cause you're not going to get the perfect team. You can't draft Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase and Josh Allen and Christian McCaffrey. You can't have all these guys. It's not what it is. So what is the structure? And we start seeing it envelop in our, in our chat here. 
And there's really good comments. And there's one that I want to bring up real quick from Jonathan Coe. And I think this is actually a trap we don't want to fall into. I'm not trying to call anybody out, but I think the sentiment is relatively okay. But he says to spend less draft capital at quarterback and reap the flex benefits. That's his 2024 model motto. Mm -hmm. I understand that sentiment, but what we're not taking into account when we just say that, and I'm he's writing in a in a comment thing, right? So you can't get out all your thoughts. But <laughs> the drafts are different every year. So spend less draft capital on what? And we've already seen it this year with the quarterback position where the top tier is coming down a little bit, but the the other tier is coming up. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to meet between that third and ninth or third and eighth round range yep. where you're seeing a lot of the quarterbacks that are viable go. So you have to understand that the drafts are different every year. We've talked about this, right? Like, yes, I understand wanting to get a better flex position. If the, if that means that you want to draft the sixth, seventh, eighth round quarterbacks, that's fine. But if you're pushing all the way to the end, to draft the Desmond Ritters and stuff. You got lucky with Brock Purdy last year, and you can still find that if you're lucky. I don't know if we're going to have that same thing this year. I think based um, on the way it's going. Yeah, I think what I would add um, to kind of where Jonathan is coming from is not so much spend less, but be willing to spend less total draft, like draft roster spots, not draft capital. Roster spots is like, Dude, if you have, I'm just going to throw some names out there probably because I've drafted them, I guess. <laughs> if you have Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones as your two quarterbacks this year, like it's fine. That, that's fine. Like yeah. that's like, but, but people will be like, oh man, Ky- I took Kyler in the ninth or whatever. Other teams got Jalen Hurts. Do I need to toss a third one on there? And it's like, what in the hell is Derek Carr doing to help Kyler Murray? and and daniel jones get across the finish line not like absolutely nothing like that's not helping you win a win a best ball tournament um it's actually a little bit of how i feel ben mentions the the onesie positions we'll get into a lot of this we don't need to dive into full full strategy we got a we got a few months i think a few months at least 30 yeah before the season starts uh certainly before rob's 2025 uh rookies and sophomores (laughs) tournaments kick off but uh uh, ben prefers three tight end builds, and I, I much prefer two because because of exactly that. It's some of the guys in the chat saying, "I want to win the flex," and like kind of that Mahomes argument was was specifically that for me is like the greatest impacts that I that you can have in a best in in a in fantasy football period, pick best ball dynasty, whatever, all of that stuff is if you win the if you score the most points in whatever format of this game that you're playing in the flex, you're in going to really, really good shape, really good shape, because that is the sixth spot that you had to get to. That is the sixth best player that you had to get to and outscore people with their sixth best player, right? Two running backs, three wide receivers, and then a flex. Mm -hmm. So if you win that one, you're, I, I know people will always use the argument. Well, technically, the tight end can score there. Yeah, if the tight end is the highest scoring flex spot, A, it's a really, really unique week. It doesn't happen very often. And B, something probably went wrong. (laughs) Like something probably went wrong for your roster, right? If you're using 12 points from Cole Turner (laughs) in the the flex, which is where I was going to get to with the last thing, is literally the reason why I had my best team this year, I would argue, 
was because of how I a- attacked the onesie positions on underdog, especially. Um, so I did take an elite quarterback with Lamar Jackson, and I only took two tight ends. But my first tight end was Sam Laporta. Now you might say, "Well, Sam Laporta, he's a stud." Yeah, he was like a 14th round pick. <laughs> he was like a fourth. My only two tight ends were like a 14th round pick and last round Cole Turner, who did literally could not have done less basically for me. He did nothing. My second quarterback was Kenny Pickett, who also did nothing for me. Like you couldn't have a more useless second quarterback and second tight end than I selected and had an absolutely monster all-star, all-star squad. You know why? Because I won the flex constantly because I had, I had seven running backs and seven wide receivers and they were all pretty good. Relatively speaking, all all pretty good. All ended up getting lucky and staying healthy. And Kyron was on that team. Right. And and Amon Ra was on that team and, and Zay flowers was on that team. So you, you get a bunch of hits and like, that's the don't screw it up. And so that's why, like, if I had taken a third quarterback, if I had taken another tight, useless ass tight end that was never really adding anything more than Laporta added, like even in the week 17 final, it's I'll take Laporta's 12 points and move on. Like, it's fine. It's it's fine. Win it elsewhere. Right. I'm going to win it elsewhere. And, and, and that's that's kind of my big lesson um, heading into this year is like when you uh, like like you said, I'm trying to find the perfect team. Aren't we all like, I would love to draft the perfect team, but I want to go in knowing that it's probably not going to be perfect, but I'm trying to hit on something just like, like I want to hit on something. So now once I know that, right, I'm drafting like I'm right, but I'm drafting like I'm right about something. Now, how do I win? It's probably through winning through the flex and winning through more running backs and more wide receivers. And that's a big thing that I'm going to be trying to use, um, in 2024. So should we put it to, should we put it to use? Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, let's I'll let's jump in. But to your point, the, the, the winning, the flex, there's a few different ways you can do it, right? It's not, it's not a set in stone way to win in the flex. And to, no, you can, you can draft the two QBs. You can draft, you can draft late. If you're adding more of high upside plays, that's more like in, in later rounds, instead of adding that third quarterback, or that third tight end, you're giving yourself more flexibility to hit that, right? So, like, <laughs> I like it. It, it. It's it's just how do you want to go for it? Do you want to try to inundate your flex by? You could almost say that trying to push both onesie positions to you're, now you're trying to thread the needle from drafting the first six to seven rounds perfectly, right through the the running back yeah. and receiver position. And trying to make up for it on the other side. So, like, you can see it both ways on it. It's you got to give something up in drafts. And it's how do you give up and how can you get that what you gave up back at the end? Yes. You know what I mean? So, exactly. Like, so, it's it's more about and it just comes down to the structure, right? It just that's what it is. It's all about the structure. So. What do we get? The ninth spot here today? Ninth, ninth spot. I just I was updating my uh, draft hacker settings, and I uh, realized we'll, we'll we'll get this fixed. I promise. I just I just updated it, but it's uh, taking a second to to kick in, so you can't probably see very well my percentages. But uh, when it's relevant, we will uh, get it on here. Yeah, it's early. Not all of us have drafted fifty teams. You psychos. Yeah. God damn, Shuby. <laughs> pace yourself a little bit we do, we do have like seven more months seven more mates she's getting closer to a hundred already 
Um, what have you been doing at the back of the 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 first round? Because um, you know, I, I I've been getting more into uh just taking one of the elite wide receivers. Uh, like even honestly, well, I don't want to get into the CMC debate today, but we'll get into it at a later time. Yeah. But Jefferson Chase, um, Lamb, Tyreek, I've been trying to get about as much of them as I can, which sometimes is going to come at the detriment of, of CMC, but those guys will all be gone. And then you get into Amon Ra, Bijan, Puka, Gibbs, et cetera. What's been your kind of preference there, you know, at the end of the first? It, it really, it's so different depending on where you're drafting from. I don't mind going with the Hero Arbery approach from the back end mm-hmm. because you do have Bijan fall. Jameer Gibbs is back there as well and then you can still pair them with any of the wide receivers I, I love Amonra I love Puka AJ Brown's great Garrett Wilson give yep. me all those and if and if Gibbs is gone and I'm in the 12 spot I'm still getting two of those wide receivers so it's like all gravy from that back end the front end is where it's going to be interesting for me because I might just we're going to figure it out at some point and we're just spitballing here but I just might be super overweight Jefferson and Chase and underweight I, Lamb and yeah, Hill. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. <laughs> let's let's get through the let's get through the eighth pick because apparently that Super Bowl just fucked my head up real bad because like I said, I was talking thinking all about this like uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Chiefs analogy and how that applies to best ball. But then I've also been thinking about what I want to do at the front end of the first round. And and because I haven't updated, so I, I posted the rankings for anybody that has the almanac, you know, the rankings are out there. But I haven't made any updates yet. I have some updates. Okay. So um is this Bijan? Is this Puka for you? What are what are you, you know, we can definitely do hero running back because I obviously like Bijan Gibbs, etc. But you know me. I'd probably grab receivers. a wide receiver here. I, I'd Puka? either grab Puka or AJ Brown here. I let's think. take let's take Puka. I think we're more likely to get one of the RBs to come back to us. So that was gonna be my counter is I have never seen Garrett Wilson. So Garrett Wilson is a teardrop for me. Like I like Nico. I like DJ Moore, whatever. But after Garrett Wilson is a, is a pretty big teardrop for me, but sometimes you will see uh, if this will update, it's trying to update. You will see JT or Kyron like fall sometimes in room specifically JT, but, uh, and I would be comfortable with those guys. And if they don't, so what, right? We take DJ Moore or Marvin Harrison or, or Rashi or something like that. Um, and I think that that's fine. But if you're if you're going to try to play that game, you've got to take the wide receiver, I think. Yeah, do, I see that you've drafted some, Nico. Are you, are you not getting sticker shock on Nico and yes, thinking through the Tank Dell thing? And... Uh, I am very much getting sticker shock on Nico, but I'm getting sticker shock on all these ass clowns right. that are in the, the second round here. Nico, DJ Moore, Mar- uh, Marvin Harrison has not touched – <laughs> hasn't stepped foot on a on an NFL football field and he's going in the second. Rashi is great, but he doesn't catch a pass further than four yards down the, down the field for the Chiefs. Like Debo, like what has, I love Debo as a real life football player. What has Debo done in fantasy to deserve, you know, a mid second round price tag? Diggs, like it, the second round is tough. The first round's like really easy to me. Mm. Um, but the second round is really, really tough. Like, really tough. I, I, I'm not sure that there's really a player here that you – once we get past JT, that I think you're like, oh, yeah, easy slam dunk second round yeah. pick. I think that they're all kind of lumped there because we don't know what to do after after JT. 
Yeah, it doesn't. I don't remember it being like this last year. The second round, no. felt, two, I mean, two the second years round ago, all busted, but it, it felt yeah. good. But two years and two years ago, like AJ Brown was in the second round and Tyreek Hill was in the second round. It was so easy. <laughs> now it's like, I mean, but so, I, but when that happens, I tend to uh, default to the. So I would take JT. Yeah, here, uh, and so that worked out. That's why we. That's why we push it. I really like JT. I have JT at the end of the first. Um, we don't need to get into all that, but I, I understand why people are not worried about bit, Zach Moss next year. Yeah, definitely not worried about Zach Moss. And, and people are worried about Anthony Richardson, you know, with the amount of catches, those are things I'm going to say a million times over the course of the next, you know, six, seven months where I'm just like, I, I, I understand why people are worried about those kinds of things but I'm not going to waste my time worrying whether he gets 50 targets or 42 targets. Like it's just not worth my time. He's really good. He's going to get the work. The Colts offense is at worst going to be fine because we saw that they were fine. Even when Anthony Richardson got hurt at best, Anthony Richardson makes them better and they score a bunch of points. He's he and Jonathan Taylor, we know is awesome. And I'm just going to be like, I, why am I going to split hairs on, on these little things that I can't predict? Like I've done that for years and screwed myself up doing that. Just like when it's that straightforward on like, he's good. The offense is going to be good. Like, I'm not going to worry about those little nuances. Like we got enough shit to worry about. We have enough shit to worry about in these drafts about like, do we even know if this guy's good? Right? Like we'll get to this. Like is Jackson Smith and Jigba good? He wasn't good as a rookie. Are we going to buy back in? Because I want to buy the Seahawks, but he's a piece of the <laughs> But he's a piece of the, Is Ken Walker worth his price? Not really, but I want to buy the Seahawks, right? Is Geno Smith even going to be the quarterback all year next year? Like, I don't know. Those are hard questions. Mm. I don't want to dive into hard questions about Jonathan fucking Taylor. Like, he's just good. Like, let's just not overthink that one. Can we pull Mac Nova's comment real quick? Because this is the epitome of what our brains do yes. in February for best ball. And he writes, last year, the second round felt good, but mostly busted. Now it doesn't feel good, so maybe it's better, question mark. And yeah, this is what my brain does. The entire time I'm drafting these these drafts, I'm just like thinking to my, I'm thinking through it like that in February. But these are our calluses. We talk about this every year, too. These, this is where we we build up and build through. And it's just like, we're having those thoughts in February. Guess what? <laughs> A lot of our opponents are going to be having those thoughts in August, and we're Correct. we're already the hardened veterans, man. We're coming back from the battlefield. Like we've done this a hundred and thirty-seven thousand times now. If my name's Shuby, I've yeah. already I've already maxed every contest. Get out of here, you peasants. Shuby's in so much credit card debt by the time BBM <laughs> drops. <laughs> I can't even oh, imagine. Uh, but no, but seriously, when Best Ball Mania and the DraftKings tournaments and the main drafters tournament and everything drop, think about how much quicker you'll be able to react by just having done, you don't even have to do a bunch of these. You just do some of these and you're just like, wait now, you know, cause things are going to change, right? Rookies are going to land spots, going to move up, down free agency, whatever. And you're, it's going to be like second nature, just like it is for us, you know, mid to late summer where you're just like, I don't even think twice. I know I can recite ADP. <laughs> like I, you know, Oh, you want to know where, uh, you know, Equinemia St. Brown goes in ADP. Yeah. Like two twelve or whatever, you know? And it's like, it, it just becomes second nature. Um, damn it. I did want, 
Metcalf there. What what do you think here? I got a, a couple of guys I generally take as you could probably well, see. Well, we can see the neighbors a lot here. Let's take I love neighbors. Let's take Waddle. You have no okay. Waddle. Yep. Because I take neighbors. Yeah. I have so no let, Waddle because I take neighbors every time. Let's grab Waddle. Um I think third round is good for Waddle. I think this is like right where Waddle should be. Yeah. I don't think he should go up too much higher than this. But I think he might. This is good. I need to use this with the wife. <laughs> Jonathan's for the audio listeners. Jonathan says, Le- <laughs> leveraged portfolio sounds better than credit card debt. That is true. Let me let me test that out with the old wife when we get to <laughs> we get to May up. Even if this doesn't, even if this turns into something, you're not going to see it for eight months. You're not going to see it for eight months and we're going to pay interest on it, but it's just a nice leveraged portfolio. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's in a bank somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. We we don't have access to it. It's a CD. Have you heard of CDs? It's a CD lamb. It's in, yeah. <laughs> Josh Norris is going to the Super Bowl uh, on our dime, <laughs> you know, hanging out with NFL players. He's got uh, a money gun. Some of that money is yes. ours. Yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh, um, gosh. All right, so That's we got good. Puka, Jonathan Taylor, and Jalen Waddle right now coming around, ending the third round. And I have some thoughts where I'd like to go in five picks, but we dare not say it as we have snipers in the midst among us. And this is where it starts to always get interesting every year. This like mid-fourth to fifth round is where it gets a little gross, but there's always like some gems. And I actually think this is the part of the draft every year that I get too locked on some guys. Yeah. And I, and I can already see it happening. If this is like the crop of people that's going to stay Drake London goes, that sucks. Cause that was the guy I was looking at. I know. So I can't that, help but I can't help but do the Falcons thing again with Arthur Smith gone. You're just like this is it. Like this, this is what we've been dreaming of for three years. It's 2027. We're still <laughs> drafting the Falcons. All right. So Mahomes and Lamar still on the board. Keenan Allen, who I'm about to move down in the rankings, by the way. So I, I would prefer not to take him. I already have too much. Um Cup, Kelsey. I'm in on one of the QBs. Okay. Sure. I mean, it's Lamar for me. I'm just saying. And let's do Lamar. I mean, I'm fine doing Lamar here. I, I think we have more. The only reason why I like taking Mahomes right now, um, other than I always like taking Mahomes, is the only reason you like taking Mahomes. <laughs> well, because even if you don't have Kelsey or Rasheed Rice, I feel like you can take Mahomes and feel very free about it because you don't have to try to stack him because who are you going to stack him with? Cause you don't know who's going to be there. No, you just rip a bunch of rookies and I yeah. already rip a bunch of rookies and just pray, right. Pray they draft Troy Franklin or something like that. Right. And that's, that's, Which I mean, is, that's what we want to do. Holy anyways. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they get Troy Franklin or God forbid one of our late round guys uh, that we really like. I mean, wow. That's, that's the absolute dream. So that, I mean, that's what I'm doing maybe mix some T Higgins in here or there. If they're going to find a way to get him, they cut out. Yes. They, they save 8 million. Uh, Mahomes is going to restructure his deal apparently, supposedly. So he's already on a team friendly deal. He's not even getting paid that much. And he's the best quarterback of all time. Yeah. He's doing, he's <laughs> doing the Brady thing. Like if that was One like his beat. quote it's genius. 
it's he still makes the money. He's making how much money is he making in endorsements, right? Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be a billion. He's gonna be a billionaire. So like, who gives a shit whether you're a billionaire or you know whether you're worth a billion or two billion? You have so much money you can't spend it anyway. And why wouldn't you rather enjoy it during your playing tenure, right? Than uh, have some extra money during that time that you're never gonna see, and you're actually gonna win. Well, and also, and also, Kirk Cousins is never gonna win. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is never gonna win. Right. And so Kirk Cousins is never going to be great, uh, considered great. He's never going to enjoy the the fruits of his labor. And he works hard. And Kirk Cousins seems like a great dude. But Kirk Cousins is making more money than Patrick Mahomes. Is ne- th- th- he's never going to win in the NFL. But Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, when they're getting less money than the other quarterbacks, is just all, they're always going to win because they're already the best. And now the team's instantly better than every other team paying quarterbacks. And the more money and the more they win right now, the more money they make in the future. And they know that. So they can do it where Kirk Cousins has to make all his money right now. Like just has to. So yep. Yeah. So we are coming back up on the clock here. We see CJ Stroud go in the fifth round. Kind of the thing we've been talking about with the quarterback. It's just kind of kind of mushing together between these rounds. It's a little rich on Stroud though. We'll talk more about that over the I don't wow. disagree. It's a little rich. I, I like him. I like all the Houston have, players. I think a lot of the Houston players are over. It's it's a, the price is rough, yeah. Everybody's it's one of those where it's like it reminds me of the Chargers a couple of years ago when Herbert was like the QB two overall and Keenan and Mike Williams both went at the two three turn and Eckler was a first round pick. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I like the Chargers too. We all do, but you got to draft them all in the first four rounds. <laughs> like if yeah. you want to get all the chargers and like that, that's the problem. Andrews to close a Lamar. I, I would like to take Andrews. Personally. It just makes sense. Right. Yeah. Especially because not just because of the stack and everything. I don't see how Andrews doesn't move up this board throughout the summer. I agree. Right. I, I think it's just gonna, it was in, it was just an injury. He's fine. He's still awesome. <laughs> the Ravens are going to be awesome. At, he's young. He hasn't shown any signs of declining. I know like people are going to say likely. L- likely being good is a boost to the Ravens offense. It is They're not taking Mark Andrews off the field because Isaiah likely is good. They might put them both on the field and take off Nelson Aguilar or Rashad Bateman. That's good. That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing for Mark Andrews. Um, so I, I, I'm i going to be buying him. I, I like all the two, two kind of uh, what we, you talked about with the elite quarterbacks. The elite tight ends even more so for me in these drafts. I'm just hammering, dude. Andrews, McBride, Laporta, Kelsey, Njoku, Bowers, Pitts, all of them. Like that. I'm just focusing there. Letting ev- I'm going to let everyone else figure out Davis Allen, versus Donald Parham <laughs> versus what like I'm going to let you guys figure that out. I'm going to take these really really good tight ends because yeah. I know that there's going to be hits at the other positions later. Like I know I'm going to whiff on some of them too, but I'm just taking the, the stud tight ends personally. Yeah, I mean another example the the draft just drastically being different than last year. Yes. The tight end position way is different. Way way different. Um I wouldn't mind JSN here. I know you like him. I'm okay. Yeah. I, They're at 13% JSN. I'm okay with Christian Kirk. I'm okay with Ty J. Um, I don't mind I, missing Aaron Jones in here either. Okay. 
I'm, 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 let's hear the, uh, we can take him because I have, I've taken, you see, 4%. So tw- once or twice, I've taken yeah. Aaron Jones. Um, he is I, not my archetype of, of, of preference as an older running back, but also, I think we saw pretty clearly he's a lot better than AJ Dillon. <laughs> I think AJ Dillon is very bad and Aaron Jones is good for sure. Aaron Jones is, was still good last year catches passes all that kind of stuff and he's on the offense one of the offenses that i really want i i want to be in on the packers offense it's just very hard to figure out how how to do it um because of their weird wide receiver and tight end we really don't know what to do so aaron jones is a pathway but he's it's weird right because he's you know like a very old running back 29 yeah he's yeah. 29 he'll be 30 in december and it's not it's it goes against what I want with the running back position for all those reasons, but he feels like the outlier because of everything you brought up about wanting that Green Bay exposure. If I can get a Green Bay player on most teams, I'm gonna be happy. Yeah. I mean, dude, they cannot do the AJ Dillon thing again. We we no. tried to we tried it again last year. I, and I know Aaron Jones is is hurt frequently. Yeah, thanks for that. By old. the way, I remember a draft where you convinced me I need to up my AJ Dillon exposure. Is it, that that the was thesis that was, was right. The, the thesis, thesis was right. we we just thought that we just didn't no, realize the the thesis was this asshole convinced me to draft some Rashad Penny, so I'm going to get him to draft some AJ Dillon, and we can all just fucking lose money together. <laughs> we can all just watch the slow bad running slow back not do anything. Running. I'll just watch them stand on the sideline with their helmets, just not doing anything. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna ride Aaron Jones for another year. I think. I, think I don't so. think that's a, a yeah. position they want to focus on building around Love. They think they just want to roll with Jones and and build the rest of the team up. I think it makes sense. They can find that his neck, the next guy after him this year or next off season. Yeah. But I think I think it makes too much sense too because everybody else is free. It's not like they're going to cut him. Jordan yeah. Love isn't making any money. None of their wide receivers are making any money. Go make the defense better, and then load Aaron Jones up for one more year, and then kick him to the curb, and you know, backfill with cheap running backs when you because you're going to have to pay Jordan Love. You're going to have to pay, you know, not yet Christian Watson and Jaden Reed and stuff, right? But you get it. Yeah, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think. Um, I've been thinking about moving Aaron Jones up a little bit because I'm probably a little too low on I don't him because think... it's total bias. It's 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 I I've, I have a very big bias against his archetype of player uh, in general. Not even just the age. You know, he's never really a workhorse. Blah 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 blah. But he's just good. He's on an offense. I want to I want to buy. And he's in a weird spot in the draft. Like, what are we gonna do? Like, we just J- is JSN better? Is Christian Kirk better? Derrick Henry's definitely not better. <laughs> like I, the. the there's not a lot there that you can say, oh, it's definitively better than Aaron Jones. We were already behind at wide receiver, right? Like at that yeah. point, we were already behind because we went QB, running back, tight end. So I think we can still, we can attack wide receiver with volume, especially yes. with 20 picks in this draft. At rookie, we're, we're going to go rookie wide receiver hunting in the last six, seven rounds like crazy on this team. Yeah, we are back on the clock. I say that, and Jesus. Do we want to make another bet on Green Bay here with either Watson? I think I think, or... I think Watson. I think Watson is fine on this team. I think Watson is perfect on this team, actually. 
if we're, if we're being legit because we're looking for guys to hit those those high number marks occasionally. Yep. And Christian Watson can give us five or six of those weeks. We have – God, who did we have a wide receiver already that we drafted earlier? Uh, Puka and Jalen Waddle. So Puka so. and Waddle should – I mean, Puka specifically should hit our lineup so many times. Most of the time. Yeah. God, I hope so. We drafted him in the first round. So I, I think Watson is the perfect archetype to uh, to draft here a little more so than Dobbs. But you never know with the Green Bay wide receivers because they no. are just so. But I do think places. it's been lost a little bit. And, and not lost because uh, he's still going in the seventh round. <clears throat> so we haven't gotten a huge discount on Christian Watson. But I do think just in the, the discourse that I have kind of heard, is like he has been a little bit cast aside. Everybody's really excited for Jaden Reed. Romeo Dobbs was the freaking playoff hero, just balling out every week. Dontavian Wicks looks good, right? Bo Melton gets drafted in these these drafts. Like everybody has gotten on board with all of the other Packers, whereas Christian Watson, it was like, you had like two good games, buddy, but my God, are you ever going to stay healthy? It's much more negative sentiment around him. Yeah. But in reality, before he got hurt that last time, um, which really kind of catapulted everybody else. He had kind of become the lead dog in that whole group. Everybody else was still healthy, and he was the one getting eight, nine targets. And lead, you know, he was the highest projected wide receiver on a weekly basis on this team. Um, will that be the case next? I don't know because he's lost a lot of time, and those other guys have made up that ground. But I do think his talent and his upside is still very, 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 very clear. Jesus Christ. We got in a tough room here. Um, we might have to go running back. I'm not anti Javante. Unless, can I? Uh, where is Jamison or Troy Franklin? Can I, can, I know it's early, but this is a room. That it's not. I it's not coming back to us. Probably. Not, I, I don't know that in 14 picks. Um, he's going to come back to us. He also is just a player that uh, I posted a. a, a tweet thread about him specifically earlier, but I have him ranked above 89 actually. So he's probably my, I don't draft off of rankings because I prefer to try to play the ADP game, but he's probably my best player available here. I would guess just quickly scrolling the list. Yeah. Him, him and JMO probably are my best players available here. And so if he's not going to come back and we need a, what we need wide receiver juice, especially, I think we just take it. Yeah, can we look at the board real quick? Because I just want to yes. finish making this point where if you look at the fifth and sixth round, right? Scroll up a yep. little bit. Yep. So even so fifth, sixth, seventh round, we saw Stroud, Richardson, Burrow, Prescott, Fields, Jordan Love go. And and I think I, I'm just pointing that out to this is that quarterback crunch that I was talking about earlier, where yeah, some of the top guys came down a few rounds. But these these are guys. Some of these guys were going eighth, ninth round last year, or further. Like they, their counterparts for the twenty twenty three season. You see Purdy, Herbert go. There's so many off the board right now, and that's why I think you just need to pay attention to what you're doing with that position as a whole, right? Because yep, because that crunch is in, and how are you gonna attack that crunch? You can get. It almost feels like you're gonna get locked out when you used to not ever get locked out for the most part on underdog. Yeah. You could I'd on like, DraftKings, but you could. Right. Right. Yeah. 
I like air air quotes like Daniel Jones and Geno Smith. And I, I don't hate Bo Nix and guys like that back there, but that's like a, I'm being nice when I say like, right. I, I don't want to make them a foundation on my portfolio. Once I get past Jaden Daniels in these drafts, which uh, he'll be off, you know, he'll be off the board pretty soon here. Actually. I do feel like I've sort of gotten locked out of quarterback sort of, um, I'm comfortable to push things a little bit more than the average person is. But to your point, there's more quarterbacks going uh, specifically in the big board. I think um, we don't need to get into all that right now because we're only drafting the big board for the next three months or whatever. Yeah. But when we get to BBM season and things flesh themselves out, right? There's guys, right? So we just took Troy Franklin. If Troy Franklin lands on the Chiefs, I hate to break it to you. You ain't getting him in round eight or nine. <laughs> like, he's not going to be outside the top 100. Right, like it's not going to happen. That right. those guys are going that 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 is going to exist. Uh, running backs are going to land in certain spots, right? Whether it's free agents or rookies or or running backs are not going to land, and then other guys are going to move up. And so, um, I think people are defaulting to quarterbacks a little bit more in that weird pocket round five, six, you know, five through nine, ten, or whatever, because we don't have a lot of certainty around the other positions. But that's that's the tournament we're drafting in right now. So we have to uh, adapt to that. And, and then once we get to may, we can figure out if we need to pivot in, you know, in BBM. Yeah. And I, th I think it is all about the portfolio and making sure you're not sitting on 30, 35% of fucking Kenny Pickett because you were like on this hard, you had a hard on for not drafting a quarterback until the 10th round on. And now you're just sitting on 30% of the same four quarterbacks that might not finish the year. Right. <laughs> or ever get a start. Also a possibility. Yeah. I'm curious what you think about this uh pocket of the draft. I have some guys I, I prefer, as you can of course see on your screen. But uh, anybody I like that... Downs. He's okay. a guy that I've been trying to grab a bit of. I think he's eh, he's right around where he's supposed to be. I yep. don't mind Cortland Sutton here and there. As let's, a, do, let's do downs. I know we just only had a couple seconds, so I just wanted no, to because well, down, you down. like him and I haven't taken him a ton, but I don't it's not like there's no real honest reason to to that because I kind of like him. Well, we've already made the Colts bet too. We have mm -hmm. Jonathan Taylor, so adding downs isn't bad. I mean, the Cortland Sutton thing is there's a lot going on there with that Denver situation, but yeah, what do you do with Denver? He looked because good last year. Man. They're all pretty. They're all pretty cheap. Cortland Sutton was pretty good last year. Javante was good two and three years ago. But the whole situation is just so bizarre. I, I haven't dipped my toes in a lot. Javante is a guy that I'm grabbing a little bit over average on. I think I want at least like twelve to fourteen percent of him right now. Maybe sixteen percent in this particular tournament. And I and I'm projecting here, but I think if he stays around where he's going, I'm going to want to get overweight on him in best ball mania and the other big tournaments when they launch, because I just have a feeling he's going to look good in the preseason. And I think he has the chance to be one of the biggest risers in mm -hmm. terms of these first 10 rounds. We, we seem to have forgotten that this injury that he has is a two-year injury usually. And that second year back is when they look really good. He's still young. He still played last year 
and he was okay. He wasn't yeah. great, but he was okay. He's going to have his confidence back next year. He's going to have some more explosiveness back next year. I think Javante is a guy that I'm focusing on for the next few months. And then when he rises, I can just be done with him. Yeah, because they're not going to bring anybody in. They got McLaughlin. Right. Um, P. Ryan probably be gone, but you know I, I can't say for sure. Um, as we come back on the clock, another little awkward zone. <clears throat> um, Hollywood Brown, who I have really struggled what to do with here. Ironically, I've taken him every time. Uh, he's my only other Hollywood Brown team is with Lamar, so that's kind of a, a only a four percent, but it's it's with Lamar. Um, I really like Shakir. And uh, oh shit, somebody else that I wanted one take. So it looks like we're taking Shakir. I filibustered yeah. us. That's uh, fine. But I mean, we they, they got to take Shakir. I mean, like Shakir's got to do something because they can't bring anybody in. They got no. So for anybody that doesn't know, um, uh, again within the almanac, which is in the description, uh, our boy B Kurt broke down all the kind of off-season activity that you need to know, of which some was, you know, like cap situations that teams that teams are in. And, like, I don't think it can be understated, the teams that are in cap hell, what that means and what that means for the holdovers relative to, like, specifically relative to, like, Khalil Shakir versus – so, like, I draft a lot of the Bengals uh, ancillary wide receivers – uh, our, our boy Yoshi and I even draft Charlie Jones, who's kind of they drafted both of those guys this past year. I believe they drafted him because they knew, you know, Boyd was for sure gone and T might be gone. Um, but so I draft those guys a lot, but they got some cap space. They can easily bring T back if they want to. Um, it's not a situation where it's like, oh boy, they are in cap hell, like the Saints or the Chargers or the Bills. The Bills are very much in ca- like Gabe ain't coming back unless it's on a really cheap team friendly deal because they they can't afford to spend at that wide receiver position. So what does that mean? Well, Khalil Shakir, buddy, come on down. Price is right time. Come on down because you got to play in 2024. We don't really have any other alternatives. He was probably their second best wide receiver by the end of last year anyway. Yeah. And so he was probably going to play regardless, but now given their cap situation, he really just has to play. And so I think he's a little undervalued too. And I think he, he makes a really good fit on this team where like, you know, we, 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 sh- we shot the moon a little bit with some of these other, these other uh, uh, roster spots. He's not really ever going to be, you know, a mega, mega superstar, but he can be very valuable on best ball teams. Yeah. And for everything you just said, it's also why I like Kincaid around yeah. where he's going to. I mean, I like a lot of those tight ends. We brought that up earlier, but I have been eyeballing Kincaid quite a bit there yep, as well. I like him. Not the, it, the unfortunate thing for him is part of their cap hell is the contract they signed Dawson Knox to. So Knox is not going anywhere. Um, it's a laughable actual, <laughs> what, what Dawson Knox is making this year. And, um, Basically, the fact that they can't, I mean, technically you can cut anyone, but it wouldn't make any sense for them to cut him, uh, given his contract, is bad. Um, and that's the thing that sucks for for Kincaid. But if Kincaid is great, there's lots of target opportunities. So he just needs to be good, and he'll be totally fine for fantasy. Yeah, and they might run some different, uh, they might run out of yeah, two hey, maybe quite a bit more and even if they don't maybe let's not play dawson fucking Knox all the time and play uh our better players that seems like a decent idea 
I mean, to each their own, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. I got a pitch. I want to make it for Blake Corum when we get on the clock here. Um, and I'm, I'm saying it early because if we get sniped on him, I won't be that upset because I'm convincing myself into this bullshit narrative. And the only reason why I have 17% Blake Corum is because um, I was actually talking to our good friend, Pat Crane. I'm going to filibuster us again. Um, part of why I take a lot of rookie running backs is because I like I want to get the Chargers running back. Like if you could tell me I you can draft like four guys in order to find the next Chargers running back, I think I would do that on every single on every single team. For those of you that don't know, former Mich- Michigan uh uh head coach Mr. Harbaugh is now coaching the Chargers. If you also don't know, they hired Greg Roman to be their offensive coordinator, the former offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens, the run heaviest team in the history of the modern NFL that made J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and all these losers. Devonta Freeman, who has not been heard of uh, since then, was an efficient running back and scoring fantasy points for the Baltimore Ravens. Now Harbaugh is going to kind of install his his version of that offense with Greg Roman at the helm. And Austin Eckler is going to be gone. It ain't going to be Josh Kelly or Isaiah Spiller. It's going to be someone new that is the Chargers running back. And of course, Blake Corum, where does he come from? National champion. Michigan Wolverines for many years with Harbaugh and brought him the national championship just makes like too much sense that quorum ends up that running back. And I'm like, God damn it. Like I'm, I, I don't really love like Blake quorum as a football player, but if I, I don't, I don't honestly care if, if he's the chargers running back, I don't really care about my, what, what my, what my take is. And so I'm forcing myself myself to take some quorum with the expectation that they take him in the second round or third round. Ben says, I really think if Harbaugh was to take Corum with a second, the Chargers organization would burn to the ground. And I would just like to say, I think the Chargers organization has already burned to the ground. (laughs) Harbaugh got hired to rebuild the fucking thing because Staley burnt it to the ground. (laughs) Um, I think it's going to happen, though. I'm dreading it. I'm dreading it because I want him to take somebody much more fun. And I don't mean that. Corum's fine. He's fine. Zero percent like, Gabe Davis for Eric Bynfor. What a world! What a world this is. We're not fucking taking him. Don't what even. What a ask. world! Where do you, you think know? he goes? Do you have any idea? Oh, damn it! I wanted yeah. to take Shuby. We we know. Taking, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna toss Trey Benson in there. Another. I mean, I, if you want to take a, a share of Gabe, I don't have any. It. I, he's a worthwhile guy to take on here if he lands in. Dallas or something like that. That would be pretty sweet. I prefer um, a rookie running back. Yeah, take the rookie running back. That's Let's fine. take Benson. That's like a quorum hedge. What if they take Benson instead? Do you have any interest in, and I'm bringing him up because of the fact his, I think his price, his price is only going to rise when we're taking these quarterbacks that we, that we've already taken. Are you looking at, Kirk Cousins at all, knowing that he's moving. He's not yes, going to go down. No. Well, where does he? It's a great question. He, we I'm see not, this every year. Yeah, but I, I'm not taking him. Um, I just would rather take a shot on. And I struggle. So to to uh, answer your question with a, a long, another long winded, as I usually do, question. 
Bernie put together uh, an expert survey. We call it a sicko survey for our, our almanac. And one of the specific questions that he asked about was, what are you doing with Kirk, <laughs> with Kirk Cousins, with the injury? And I basically said, I'm avoiding him right now um, because of how I'm approaching the quarterback position with a lot of these younger guys. And if I'm going to kind of punt it off with an uncertain as he goes there. Um, but I am looking to like Gino, Daniel Jones, um a Bo Nix back there something like that I would rather look to those guys than than a little bit of an older pocket passer off of a very very serious injury it's like if he beats me he beats me man like this guy was struggling to beat us at similar prices to this when we knew he was the Viking starter not off a very serious injury now he's going to be off that injury like I just feel like I would rather invest my like I can because we can adjust in three months, right? Like they say he's fine, he's back with the Vikings. Be like, okay, now maybe I do want to take him. And that's a little bit of like kind of a loser mentality waiting for it. But I feel like the risk outweighs the reward for him as opposed to like some other situations where I think the uh the the reward is much higher than the risk. That's fair. I was just curious about it. Yeah. Off the Schneid is asking us if we are coming around to the Titans yet. Buddy, uh, Tajay is one of my highest own running backs. Uh, and I got some Levis. Let's check out my Levis exposure. I don't even know what it is, but I'm afraid. I'm kind of embarrassed already. Look at that. I, I draft I draft Titans. I mean, I only draft, I don't draft any of those loser wide receivers that they have. But uh, I got 22% Will Levis and like 25% Tajay Spears. I mean, I like Tajay. I'm with it. Maybe they'll come around to the rest of the Titans at some point. But today ain't that day. Not February 12th, 2024. We ain't on the Titans yet. <laughs> we got plenty, we got plenty of times to convince ourselves to take these shitty players. Let's uh <laughs> let's not uh Yeah, you're getting shit on because the Titans suck. We're only taking them because we, we got Rob just outlined. Oh, you you don't want to end up with 25% of that shitty late round quarterback? That's what just happened to me with Will Levis. <laughs> We're proving points here today on yeah, Let's exactly. Play Week football show. Exactly. Um, we should talk about what we want to do with uh, quarterback and tight end. We're at a we're at a we're at a spot uh, where I like a couple tight ends, like being a uh, relative word. Um, oh, we love Darren Waller right now, yeah. right? <laughs> love, love, him. love, love. Although this guy already has four tight ends. Four so. tight ends. No. <laughs> no, you want Mayer here. I, know. I, would, I, know I would love him. I would love Mayer here. I know you want um, Mayer here. Yeah, I'm fine with Mayer here. We're going to have to look at this team. Four tight ends, and I think he had three quarterbacks. Yeah, three quarterbacks, four, 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 four tight ends. Hey, he got the red badge and everything. What is his name? Chuck Mazing. Chuck Amazing. <sighs> well, agree to disagree, Chuck. Um yeah, so this is where, uh, but this this is what, ha- why do you have 22% Will Levis? Someone might ask you, like, oh, you must love Will Levis. It's like, no, this is what happens. <laughs> like, uh, I took Jonathan Taylor and I took Aaron Jones. So it's like, I got to hammer some wide receivers. And the next thing you know, like, I can't take Kyler or Jaden Daniels or whatever. So you wait on your second quarterback and guess who's there in the 17th round every time? Just Will wait. Levis. Yeah, Will Levis. <laughs> Will Levis or Bryce Young. Yeah, and I'm not taking the midget. I'm telling at least at least at least Will Levis makes me like feel like when he walks out onto the field, I'm like, all right, this dude can score some fantasy points. 
Like it at may least, not be pretty. At least once. <laughs> yeah, it may not be pretty, but I at least he can score some fantasy points. Bryce Young walks out there, and I'm like, who let the kid out onto the the field? Like whose child is throwing the football around on the sideline? Um. So yeah, I'm not doing the Bryce Young. That was another question in the uh, expert survey. Actually, was about. Uh, well, I think <laughs> Bernie phrased it as, uh, "What would have to happen for you to draft Bryce Young?" <laughs> <laughs> in 2024 so like or, or what under what circumstances would you draft bryce young and i believe i said absolutely not zero none there is not a there's not Tell a the company i'm not doing <laughs> this anymore <laughs> yeah, none uh i don't hate baker i don't hate baker either baker we don't have stacks set up but that's okay we don't have stacks set up yet yeah it's true um i'll just cue baker or one baker wandale I don't hate Algier. Do you have a preference on any of those guys? Um, let's do Baker because it's, okay. I I want to see something. Where's Where's Trey going right now on drafts? I mean, dude, he was looking really good at the end of the year. He's good. I have a, I have small concerns because obviously Dave Canales is gone. Uh, from the Bucks, and they brought in a new offensive coordinator. I don't know what they're going to do with the wide receiver group because they announced they're moving Godwin back into the slot, and that's where Palmer played. Mm. So Palmer, uh, uh, Godwin moved out to the outside. So Evans and Godwin, you know, guys don't play one. It's not Madden. Guys don't play exactly in the, the same alignment. But generally speaking, um, Godwin was on the outside, and historically he has been a slot receiver. Like with Brady, Godwin, and, and Jameis. Brady uh, Godwin was in the slot. He's supposed to move back to the slot, which actually I'm really bullish on Chris Godwin uh, moving back into the slot for this year. I'm drafting him a bunch, but it does have me like, cause I was into Palmer and I think in the rankings, Palmer's above ADP, but I'm just struggling to figure out what to do with him exactly. Cause I, I, I think he proved he can play at least a little bit, kind of like a Shakir, right? Kind of like he proved a, a, enough to be like, I think he can play a little bit. I don't know exactly how good, but if he's going to be out there as a late round guy, I think he proved enough value. It's just like, are they going to put him on the outside now? Are they going to bring somebody in? I don't, you know, I don't know. Well, they might lose Evans too. I know, I know the like popular consensus is he might resign with the bucks, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's gone. No shocked. No, no, no. I mean, if, if the bucks are smart, I would they not resign on. Mike Evans if I were the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. They move on. Mike Evans is a win now player. Correct. Right. And the Bucks are just, they're just not there. So if I was, I mean, unless they're just looking at ticket sale numbers and jersey sales and stuff, then you bring Mike Evans back. But if you're, if you're looking to actually build this franchise up, and they might not be, I mean, to be perfectly blunt, they just won their Super Bowl. They yeah. sold out to get it, and they might just be like, we'll just coast off of that for a few years. Yeah. Who knows what that front office is thinking, and they might just be like, let's just sign Mike Evans. What I will say, Paulino says Evans um, to the Chiefs. Uh, I would just counter with, <clears throat> I think the Chiefs showed us their hand when they traded Tyreek Hill, that they're more so about um, riding Patrick Mahomes and him being able to elevate these guys and uh, drafting some young players and taking shots on guys who flamed out elsewhere, like Kadarius Tony, like MVS, uh, like Richie James, right? Guys that like taking cheap shots on those guys, uh, not cheap shots, taking cheap 
uh, roster spots on their their wide receivers to try to find somebody like Rashi, right? Spend a second round pick on the rookie, put some crappy veterans around him and hope somebody pops, I think is the Chiefs model uh, model a little bit more. It doesn't mean they won't do it. I could, of course, be wrong. You want to take Palmer? Yeah, unless there's someone else jumping out at you if you want to try to push them. Like I know clearly. I mean, like I Roman Wilson. I like uh, I like Roman Wilson, but let, let let's take let's take. I would like to take take Trey Palmer actually. Yeah, it's not that. I mean, ADP is the sixteenth round of a draft on February twelfth. Like yeah. really? Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> Anybody that tells you like, let's push this, let's try to get some ADP value on Roman Wilson Ooh, on February twelfth. Squeeze it out. <laughs> In the big board on February 12th. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After this, yeah, after this, let's try to get our Andre Yoshivas rookies and sophomores value, uh, you know, in the seventh round or whatever. But I, I do think um, I actually like the reason why I wanted to take Palmer is, and the, the reason why I brought up Baker was like just a little, like I don't have any real negative sentiment around Baker at his cost. I actually might have him above ADP in rankings too. He said Trey Palmer, I have like above rankings in ADP, but I'm never setting up buck stacks really generally. Um, and I tend to prefer, as you, you mentioned, Roman Wilson and some of my rookie wide receivers that I, I like back here more. I take a lot of running backs back here because I take more zero RB type teams. And so you run into, you're like, I don't have any real reason why I'm lower, you know, below uh, uh, the market on Trey Palmer. None, zero. So like when I get an opportunity to try to take it on a team where it makes sense, I try to try to force myself to do it a little bit. I'm not forcing myself to do it on players I don't like, but on players I do at least I'm at least like lukewarm on. I will try to do it in these drafts. Totally fair. Can we look at the running backs just before it's yep. our our pick, just to kind of see what we're dealing with? Whoa, <laughs> This is it's bad. Whew. It's so bad. Oh, you obviously man. see. The guys that I've taken, Abana Kanda. Uh, we're back on the back on the clock. Um, see, we don't uh, have to take tra- tra- we don't have to take Traylon Burke, so that's nice. That's nice. He took Roman Wilson. All right, I'm I'm. Uh, he's not going to come yeah, back. Do it. I'm taking my guy. Let's get him. All right. One of these assholes is going to take him if I don't take him. <laughs> we took Malik Washington. I'm going to throw an idea out to the chat. Eric is going to get really mad at me for not running this by him first, but we're going to do it anyways. Would anyone be interested in a draft stream on the night of WrestleMania and doing like a watch along draft stream the Saturday night, probably because it's a two night thing. If there's interest, we'll, we'll consider it. Yeah. That's soon. Seven weeks away, but we can do some drafts. We can watch some wrestling. And uh, draft Malik Washington way too early. We are all trying to figure out, Paulino, who did this? <laughs> who, <laughs> who could possibly have gotten Malik Washington, a slot receiver out of the University of Virginia, who won three games last year? Who possibly could have done this? I might know. I might know who that is. Maybe the guy who has 80%. I literally have 80% of Malik Washington. Um, yeah, to read but I believe watch anything. Yeah, we know, especially you're rich now. That's true. You are rich now. 
the the one caveat would be if I decide to go to WrestleMania, obviously I can't do it. Yeah, where is it? Philly. Oh. So not too far from me. Yeah, not too far. I'll keep my Philly comments to myself. I happen to have been there several different times. It's It's so bad. You don't have to keep them to yourself. They keep have they keep having live final all the last live finals I made for either DK or FanDuel. They keep having them in Philly. I'm like, guys, please. Like, I live in St. Louis. I don't need to go to another shithole just because, you know, you're putting me up in a nice hotel. Like, can we go to Florida? Do you want me to take all the heat off of you real quick? Philly cheesesteaks? Not good. Okay. Exaggerate. That's an exaggeration. Overrated. They they are. You can say. Okay. They are very overrated. I think they're overrated, too. And I like. I, I really like. Like the foundational, <laughs> we're going to get into this. I really like the, so like when we talked about soup, right? We've gotten a lot of heat for our soup takes. Like the foundational elements of soup are just terrible. It's like broth, right? Yeah. And like it, the foundational elements are just bad. The foundational elements of a Philly cheesesteak are, are are good. Like I, I'm, I'm intrigued. That sounds good. But the the sum is not as good as the, the, right, the collection of parts, whatever the phrase is. Yeah. I, it's fine. It's fine. Like, but, but like, again, I, I always like to judge everything. Like you're in prison, right? You're about to be, you're about to be electrocuted. What are you asking for? How far does it have to go to get to a Philly cheesesteak? And it's got to go pretty fucking far. actually. Pretty far. I think I, I got Geno's or Pat's or whichever one, because those are the two everyone tells you to go to. And like, wh- did I eat it? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm never. I'm not like man. I've never in my head said I need to go get another Philly cheesesteak after eating that. And I get it every time. I've been to Philly just way too many times. No one that's not from Philly needs to go to Philly as many times as I've been. And I get it every time. I get it every time. And I'm just like, maybe this will be. It'll be better this time. As if they've changed the Philly cheesesteak over the course of my life. I'm 35. Like it hasn't fucking changed. We're on the clock. In this whole time. <laughs> okay, let me put Yoshi in here. All right. Take take Bateman. Take Bateman. Absolutely not. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. This is probably a fair team to take Rashad Bateman on. You're right. Just for once, we're gonna have so much Yoshi Voss take Bateman on this team. It's true. It's true. Um, I'm 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 I I I have no problems with this historical anomaly. Says the cheese whiz is bad. I I I can't. I just can't get my head around the cheese whiz thing. Well, that's what it is. Like, if we're talking legit Philly cheesesteaks, that's cheese whiz. You're starting to alter it. You're you're Correct. doctoring what a Philly cheesesteak is. We are discussing, which is what I do now. To be clear, I I when I go, I doctor it because I don't want the cheese whiz. Yeah, which is fair. But I am talking about the Philly cheesesteak as is presented by Philadelphianites to you. Not great. Just fine. Edible. Fine. Agreed. I'm not going to scoff. It's fine. But I'm never any late round run. any late <laughs> round any late round running backs that you prefer to a chili uh, chili a Philly cheesesteak. Who are you taking? Like what kind of late round running backs have you been taking? God, I wish any of these late round running backs were as good as a Philly cheesesteak. I know. I, I'll take a Philly cheesesteak. You can see who I take, obviously, <laughs> um, on your your screen here. Lots of Ronnie Rivers. It's lots so of Dylan bad. Johnson. It's but I mean. You see why I take them. Yeah, take you take you get get Dylan. back here. You want Dylan Johnson? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna put these guys in here because I think we need to uh just structurally 
I would like to get to at least six running backs here on this yes. team. That's what um, I was getting concerned about is we need more running backs. Yeah. And then weirdly there's none left. Yeah. <laughs> it is February 12th. We don't know. Like we can tell ourselves a story on every rookie and every free agent known to mankind. And once you reach round 16, every running back is fucking useless, completely oh, useless. Look how cooked some of these RBs are. Like it's so bad. Like we're not taking Kareem Hunt this year ever. We're not taking no. Dalvin Cook, Donta no. Foreman. No. Tyrion Davis. Tyrion Davis price wasn't a thing when he was a first round or a third round rookie on the 49ers he wasn't a thing we're not taking him now yeah Keontae ingram jamal williams alex arma is a fucking fullback not i'm not <laughs> kidding he's a fullback i don't know who this is <laughs> that you want to talk about madden names that's not a real name demarcus bowman with k the k before the c Demarcus Bowman is not a running back name. Demarcus Bowman is a linebacker name, and I won't be convinced otherwise. So now we're a linebacker. Very little. All right, we're not going to get into the pizza talk right now. But I don't want to eat this pizza is trash. (laughs) So we're going to go. We'll talk about it at some point. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about pizza at some point. We agree on too many food takes. I agree on I agree on deep dish. Also, you're a big bar pizza guy, right? You're from bar pizza uh yeah. territory. So I think that's probably why we agree on a lot of pizza takes is because St. Louis style is bar pizza. It's it's just it's it's a, a version of bar pizza basically. So that's what I that's what I I mean, I'm not saying bar pizza is my absolute favorite uh, or that St. Louis pizza is the best because it's not, but mm-hmm. I just like that's where I came, right? That's that's where I came from. Um and then you go to Chicago. You come from bar pizza, and then you go to Chicago, and you eat, you eat deep dish pizza, and you're like, "This is like lasagna. This is not. Yeah. This is not pizza." Yeah. Why? Do, why is there a canoe around the rest of the, the pizza <laughs> stuff? Right. I had to go crawl across a moat to get to this. Uh, to get to this pizza, it doesn't make any any sense at all. Why did you put sauce and cheese in a raft? Like, what do we do? <laughs> It is huge. It's so huge. The difference in size between a bar pizza and a deep dish pizza is like is is a, a two year old to a to the, the person on the you know what's the the, the shows where they have these six hundred pound people they can't get out of bed or whatever is like comparing them next to each other is just wild. Uh, if anyone's in Austin, Texas, tell me where to go eat this weekend because I'm going to Austin this weekend to stay in a very haunted hotel. And I'm going to need to eat food in between. Uh, emerging food city. I haven't been, but I follow that. Austin is the new start, the new Silicon Valley of the startup space, big food, big food space now in Austin. So I'm sure the people got. I've heard Terry good. Black's is good barbecue. I've heard, I've heard that. I might have to gander. Might have to take a check. And I have not had New Haven pizza, but I've heard that it's good. So I will at some point do it because I go through Connecticut. I don't go through New Haven too often, though. All of this is for me to pitch the Food Channel and the Discord. Let's go in there and have some talks about food as well. Yeah. This is this is the best take. Historic anomaly says a lot of food trucks. It's a it's a big food truck city. Cool. Um, I, I I am I know it's lazy because we had him in here and maybe our boy uh, Chuck Amazing uh, with his four quarterbacks and four tight ends will 
I guess he's probably not going to take a wide receiver because he's got three already. He's already he only, got three. He, well, you only need to start three, so there's no yeah. real reason. To, You're only starting uh, to, three. Of them. Taking, oh, Josh Reynolds, oh. that'll do it. <laughs> that'll save it. Saved. <laughs> wide receivers are saved with Josh Reynolds. Sorry, Chuck. Um, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm going to take. I'm going to. I'm going to take Ronnie Rivers because I do. I, I'm actually pretty into Ronnie Rivers. Won't do the big the big spiel um, on him, but he's kind of one of my late round running. Like, there's not a lot to love. There's not a lot to love. Mm. But what right now, and what I do feel somewhat strongly will be the Kyron Williams handcuff is readily available in round 19 and 20. And like, <laughs> I know that we're just talking about a handcuff, but like the Rams handcuff is really valuable. And you tell me which one of these guys is, is really valuable. That's at least something I can, you know, uh, I, I can take to the bank. We said that last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we, we just keep that doing and... the market's going to keep letting us do this Rams running back thing. And it's like, guys, <laughs> I know he's not good. I don't think Kyron Williams is that good, but guess what? He's going to be out there. So who gives a shit? And if Kyron gets hurt, next man up we're, we're just going to keep printing off of it. this whole channel is going to be built on Rams running backs and, I, and I'm not going to be sorry anymore when we make fun of a team because I need to get back to being a heel I need to be the 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 quintessential heel of the best ball community again so gotta yeah, get back a lot there. of people vying for that uh, prize over the years that's fair <laughs> maybe I won't be the quintessential heel maybe I got to turn baby face again yeah, exactly. I want to see this. You know, I know Chuck didn't ask for the sauce, but I just got to see what this guy's team is. Okay. Oh, we're going to look at it. I, of, I I'm just to. looking right now. Um, out of the 107, Amon Ra, HN, Metcalf, Mahomes. Okay, fine. McBride, fine. Derek Henry. Okay, we start to go off the rails. Derek Henry, Brock Bowers, honestly, fine. Purdy, probably. You got to go Brock Brock if you're going to do. Yeah, that's draft. true. Brock Brock. Brock Brock. <laughs> Uh, then so round nine, we went really off the rails. Purdy is like defensible. I would, I wouldn't take him, but it's like at least defensible. Then TJ Hawkinson tight end three, right? Yeah. Third tight end through nine rounds. TJ Hawkinson, yeah. third quarterback through, <laughs> through, oh shit, we're on the clock. Third quarterback through 10 rounds. Um, all right. Give me your favorite late round pick right now and we'll take him. Uh, oh my god, I don't know, dude. I need to be scrolling and looking. Okay, well, then we're gonna take AT Perry because I only have four yeah, percent and I, I actually want to up that. Yeah, AT Perry's fine. Um, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm in, I'm enthralled by Chuck. Um, Trevor Lawrence in the 10th, Singletary, Musgrave for the fourth tight end fourth. in the 12th round, yeah, Jaleel McLaughlin. And what a what a hilarious group of wide receivers for a four wide receiver team. Adam Thielen, Keaton Mitchell, and Gus Edwards. Will Lev gotta get Will Levis as the first an auto draft team. Like AJ Dillon. AJ <laughs> Dillon, who we obviously talked about earlier. That's so funny. Who oh and Madison. Alexander yeah. Madison. That's great. That's too funny. It's a lot of fun. All right, let's go through our team. Go for it. Very, very quickly. We started with Puka Nakua, went Jonathan Taylor, Jalen Waddle, Lama, Lama, Mark Andrews, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Troy Franklin, Josh Downs, followed by Khalil Shakur, really hammered the wide receivers. Started hitting some rookie running backs, Blake Corum, 
Trey Benson, Michael Mayer for our second tight end. Baker Mayfield brought that around with a Trey Palmer stack. Malik Washington pushed him up because he was going to get taken from us. Rashad <laughs> Bateman for another stack with Lamar, Dylan Johnson, Ronnie Rivers, and A.T. Perry. I'm already in midseason form reviewing these teams. That was good. That was that was well that was well done. Also, honestly, that's a good team. I like that yeah. team. Um, sometimes it's a struggle on a stream to get a team that you like. Shuby was uh, in his 150th draft, and the big board was sniping us. Yeah, you know, at every at every turn, and we still turned it into uh, a pretty good team. Yeah, decent. I uh, I like that one. Um, anyway, we've been hanging out with you guys a long time. We appreciate you hanging out with us again in early February, drafting February. fantasy football teams, but. This, the super quick housekeeping is this is our plan. We're not going anywhere. If you want to draft fantasy football teams year round, you want to talk best ball. We got tons of stuff coming. The first kind of installment of 2024 legendary sickos with myself and Pat Corain is coming this week. I got some other guests coming. Of course, Rob and I will be drafting teams. We're going to try to see if we can get Rob to bring back his uh, solo draft streams. We got tons of stuff coming. It's going to, we're going to turn this baby into fully just everything year round. Uh, no breaks. No, no the, the Super Bowl is over. Break. No breaks. No, uh, yeah, no, no, no breaks for us. Uh, the only other thing I will add is, um the other best ball sports we're working on coming out with some stuff for that i got mlb best ball and nba playoff best ball rankings coming we're working on the pga stuff and right now the plan is to make it all free for you guys so um if you come hang out hit that like and subscribe button support us we'd really appreciate it and we'll bring you some of the free stuff with some of these other best ball sports so we can get a taste of not 100 nfl action throughout the course um of the season but for sure at least myself i'll be back tomorrow night uh i know rob's always got hometown ghost stories on tuesday but we'll probably be back doing some more drafting talking about 2024 nfl best ball drafts tomorrow um, jump, jump in the discord jump in the food section let's talk about austin food there you we go talk about how bad deep dish pizza is let us know if you want us to do the wrestlemania draft stream where we obviously can't play it on stream but we can all watch it together on peacock while we're drafting teams the rock is gonna be back cody rhodes is gonna try to finish the story this year against roman reigns so we can be doing some drafts we can be watching some wrestling we can hang out we can have fun with this this year guys we are gonna have a blast drafting best ball teams from february all the way until september and then we're gonna just do it again with the in-season stuff we're not gonna stop we're gonna keep drafting just like shuby <laughs> end it for us all right see you guys Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? If you turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week. <laughs>